When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I live, breathe, and eat football. Me love football. <laughs> Me think football great. The Rich Eisen Show. You're that team nobody really wants to face. I mean, I had Michael Irvin on earlier, Fred Warner. I said, let's be honest, the Niners are the team, you, the last team that you'd wanted to face, right? And he said, yes. <laughs> it sounds flattering. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Coming up, CBS broadcaster and the voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Ian Eagle. New York Post sports columnist Ian O'Connor. And and now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Wild thing over the last 48 hours. Uh, we haven't seen any uh, NFL coaches fired. <laughs> you know? Strange. Uh, we discussed Joe Judge being uh, fired by the Giants yesterday at the top of our program. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Media Group joined me uh, on that conversation and also told us his insight on the firing of Brian Flores, another Belichick assistant. No Belichick assistants are currently head coaches in the NFL right now. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. Everybody assumes Vrabel is that. He never coached on Belichick's staff. Bill O'Brien put him on the Texan staff. And he's just a all-time oh, great coached, Belichick uh, uh, player. He, he coached you know? with Urban at Ohio State. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But by technically, if he's on O'Brien's tree and O'Brien's on Bill's tree. Well, he's on Belichick's tree, but he's not a Belichick assistant. Yeah, but. He's not a Belichick assistant. He was never an assistant for Bill Belichick. He's he's on a Belichick coaching tree, one would say, because he's on the tree. He's he's on somebody else's branch. Yeah, he's a leaf. This is like Highlander, guys. There can be only one. There's only one Belichick. Stop comparing his assistants to Bill. It's so dumb. Well, there is Saban, the greatest Belichick assistant of all time. I mean, there's no question Belichick's the best coach, but Walsh is the best tree. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, I'll have to go that way. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I don't know because even with all the great assistants that Walsh bequeathed from Mike Shanahan to Mike Holmgren to, you know, George Seifert, who took things over there. You know, and they there are Super Bowl winners there. There's a, oh, there's a ton. Hold on a minute. You can look at Bill's Cleveland. Bill's, Bill Belichick's assistant named Nick Saban. College. But these, you're talking about the greatest college coach maybe ever. Well, what's that's, his... Yeah. That's the old thing, too. Let's, let's discuss this. When you saw, like, my team lost to Georgia... Right. And now we're talking about is Harbaugh coming back or not. There is a conversation about is is Michigan going to get back there anytime soon? I mean, we have to have that conversation because this has been such an outlier. Right. Even with the Ohio State. Right. Winning one with Urban and then getting smoked by Clemson and then making a national championship game with Justin Fields. We, you, you still have a conversation about how, when's the next time Ohio State going to get back? 
And Ohio State fans are like, it's got to be the next year. Well, this year wasn't that year. They didn't even make the college football playoff. <laughs> Notre Dame getting smoked, right? So those who make the national championship game, you're wondering, you know, how, how many more times is this going to happen? Georgia finally did it in four, the first time in 40 years. With Alabama. It's just like, yeah, it's just the way this year went. Yeah. Honestly, short. there's couple no there's short. no conversation about it. <laughs> Zero. Zero point zero concern about the future of that program. Well, I mean, it's some turnover here. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this guy's leaving school. <laughs> Saban has been, uh, it's, it's, when's the next time Alabama's not going to be like that? Right? I don't know. They're the betting favorite to win next every year. Every every year. Like, I mean, and 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 you know, NIL is going to change it. It's going to change this. It's going to change transfer portals. Going to change it, right? And that you have those concerns about other schools. Do you have that concern about Alabama at all? Zero. And I'm sure Saban might, you know, think that's rat poison because you know I'm still gotta, you know, I still gotta protect the turf. I still gotta do this. I still gotta do that. And it, there is the nuts and bolts of it. He's so amazing at it. I have zero concern about it. Zero. Oh, boy, the transfer portal's really going to even things out uh, against Alabama. Okay. He's the one who's saying that the transfer portal on the NIL is actually going to make it tougher for others to get on Alabama's footing. Sort of what he's saying. I mean, Belichick's tree has got Saban on it, and I think that kind of uh, yeah. tilts the tree in his favor, even though the rest has been a bunch of wannabes. And yeah. everybody wants a fruit. And the crazy thing is, you're hearing that's what Nick Casario may want. And, you know, the McNair, fam- McNair family may want in, in Houston another Belichick person to go with Casario. And it's kind of like, why? Why? Flores did a good job at Miami. I mean, no, I, I, I understand that. But I'm saying, why? Would you want to just blow up everything again? I don't know what's going on with David Culley down there. I don't know. In the same way that I didn't see the Flores stuff coming, and we're talking about communication problems, this and that, and the other thing. David Culley, let me just repeat again what I said in the first hour in a conversation with Ian Rappaport. I haven't really put it in the construct of just an opinionating moment here on this program, or take, but Urban Meyer got handed the greatest hand, maybe, in coaching, recent coaching hiring history, right? Trevor Lawrence, Trevor. owner with a lot of money, fan base that's incredibly passionate. Hungry. No state tax out of your out of your wallet, right? Long-term contract. High expectations, sure, but there's not media all over the place down there in North Florida, right? Blew it. Would have been given a long leash. Whatever that situation is, okay? David Culley got handed the exact opposite hand. As I mentioned before, I'll say it again, the Doyle Brunson, for those who play poker, that's the, that's 7-2. A little offsuit. wasn't even suited, what he got. Rich, slight correction. Yes. Doyle Brunson is 10-2. 10-2, off. my bad. Did say 7-2? 10-2. 10-2. 7-2, 7-2 is the worst hand. That's it. So it's 7-2. Doyle Brunson's the 10-2. 10-2. Thank you for that correction. You got it. I always <laughs> throw it in the pile anyway. I always throw it in. Uh, 10-2. I always, never, I always never, muck. Never play I always 10-2. muck. Never play so anyway. Whatever, the Doyle Brunson. Worse, worse hand than that. It's bad. To be handed this where Deshaun Watson doesn't want you. And this is before everything else happened. 
And then when everything else happened, you're the one that the Texans reach out to to say, yeah, you got to fix this. Bring him in. Try and, try and convince him. And then you go through all this. And then you don't you, you get hired by a team that doesn't have a first or second round pick. And then the third round pick is a quarterback. And you're just like, okay. Because I'm going to start Terod Taylor, clearly. And then he gets hurt and he's got to throw this rookie in there. And he's got the best season of any rookie not named Mac Jones at the position. We're going to bounce him? Did he have more wins this year or as many wins as Bill O'Brien did? Half as many? Whatever the hell it is. With a worse team? Come on now. So, you going to hire a Belichick assistant? What? They don't work. They don't work anywhere. What do you mean? Like... Bill O'Brien made the playoffs four to six years okay. with terrible quarterbacks. Until he until he um, decided to shop for the groceries himself. Bill O'Brien was a terrible general manager. He's a really good coach. Okay. Well, Houston's not going to hire him. Obviously not, but Jacksonville might. And Brian Flores is a really good coach. Back-to-back winning seasons with a terrible franchise with no quarterback. Josh McDaniels is going to be a hot coach one day. I hope he replaces Bill at some point. I think that's what it is. Take Mac Jones uh, okay. into the promised land. But. So. It didn't work out for Bill first time around. Now that I don't the, know why we're judging people. Now that the regular season is over, right here, I have, with all due respect to you, TJ Jefferson, my own top five list. I compiled oh, this myself. Okay. Top five wildest moments of the 2021 season. You ready for it? Let's go. And there's, a, there's been a lot of them, but this is my top five list right All here. Right. Can you hit it, please? Okay. Number five, week seven, Bears at Bucks. 14 seconds left in the first quarter. Tom Brady's already thrown two touchdown passes in the game, sitting on 599 touchdown passes for his career, trying to become the first to ever hit the 600 touchdown pass milestone. He does so, finds Mike Evans in the end zone for nine yards, and Evans gives the ball away (laughs) to a fan. And then the you-know-what started hitting said fan. Byron Kennedy is the name of the fan. He came on this show. He wound up giving the football back and setting off a national argument as to whether he gave the football back too soon. Tom Brady himself said he should have held out for a little more. <laughs> the fan got wound up getting tickets for the rest of the year and tickets for the next year, signed jerseys and signed shoes and all that sort of stuff. And then a Bitcoin, right? Yeah. One whole Bitcoin. Which is now in the toilet, right? Well, we're making a little <laughs> bit of comeback, Rich. Okay, we're, we, were, we were over 42000 this morning. Okay. Well, he got it when it was around 70000 right? Yeah, he got it much, much Okay, higher. so at any rate, <laughs> he's on the Bitcoin roller coaster in this whole country. That's all we could talk about was fans and giving stuff back to players and sh- trying to take a chunk out of a player. Even though you go and you root for him all day, but now you're going to be transactional in your fandom. And it was off the charts insane. It was fun. To the point where the Buccaneers, when Brady threw that touchdown pass to Brashad Perriman to beat the Bills in overtime, and that was his 700th career touchdown pass, including playoffs, there was some dude for the Buccaneers running towards Perriman, the first guy to meet him, to take the ball away from him in case he did what Evans did with the 600 ball. 
That's how nuts that was. Because Pyramid spun it in the end uh. zone, and he ran right in and grabbed it. Sma- snatched it up. <laughs> it was awesome. That's my fifth wildest moment of God. the season. Number four. Week 10, Thursday night football, Ravens at Dolphins. Dolphins up 6-3 in a field goal game, trying to score the first touchdown of the game. Third and goal at the Baltimore 6, and they dial up a screen pass to Miles Gaskin, and right in front of Gaskin jumps the guard, Robert Hunt, and picks the ball (laughs) off for Miami. That was awesome. And started to live his best life. Just absolutely snapped, <laughs> grabbed the football, illegal touch all over it, and he starts running to the end zone, and the Dolphins start blocking for him, and the Ravens try to tackle him as if this was an actual legal play, and it was so not. But Hunt, in the middle of all of it, Knocked ass over tea kettle, reaches for the end zone anyway because he's living his best life. Touchdown! But it wasn't. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That was an incredible moment. Because it played into everything. Big men scoring touchdowns, which is delightful. But just, like, living your best life in this crazy mixed-up world. He just jumped like, I mean, it, it looked like he was the intended receiver, which kind of ran the okey-doke on everyone else, but he didn't report. He had no, he's an interior <laughs> lineman even. See ball, get ball. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. That's number four. And they put that picture up on, on the elevator. In the yes, building, as yeah. the elevator doors open <laughs> and then they close, because he's, I've never seen that, man, there that, is. there it is, man, that large. That is so cool. Being knocked upside down, reaching. It was an incredible moment. I was afraid he broke his neck for like a split second because it oh looked like Oh, my bag. gosh. But it was just delightful soup to nuts, man. And it, it sure was nuts. Number three. Uh, I could try and pick one thing, and there's really not really one thing that's crazy involving this entire escapade spectacle. So I'll just say it. Number three on the craziest, wildest moments of the history of the uh, regular season of 2021 is Urban Meyer. All of Urban Meyer. <laughs> all of it. Everything. Everything. All of it. All of it. If I had to choose, it's kind of a tie between kicking his kicker and then saying to the kicker the next day, when are you going to put a smile on that face? <laughs> Imagine you kick somebody. Doesn't matter how hard you did it, you kicked them, and then you see him the next day, and that person sees you. It doesn't matter if it's boss player relationship. You lose another human being. Go, oh, you're gonna put a smile on that face when you stop kicking me, a hole. <laughs> you know. And then it's just not going back with your team on a plane and then sticking back and then being busted on Twitter for the way that he was busted or Instagram and whatever. So that's kind of right there together. There's a lot also there. So that's number three, all of Urban Mind. Great, love it. Number two is week 17, 311 left in the third quarter of a game. The defending Super Bowl champions are losing by two scores in MetLife Stadium. And Antonio Brown takes half his uniform off and runs through the end zone. He strip sacks himself 
He stripped down and then he sacked himself because, well, I guess he said he was sacked before this moment. (laughs) Interestingly enough, he told TMZ just in the last 24 hours, maybe not the most, probably not the most professional thing he could have done. Oh, really? Use the word probably as he was caught by TMZ. Wait, this is like the greatest Mad Lib ever. Going to dinner dinner with Kanye. Okay, so I I, I mean, like, that's a Mad Lib of just more insanity. Insanity. That he stripped down and ran through the end zone on an ankle that apparently requires surgery. After we found out, he tells Tom Brady, you're not targeting me enough. Like, suddenly Tom Brady's the enemy to him and... He decides to take off his uniform and run through an end zone during a play of a game his team's losing by two scores. Never seen it before. We'll never see it again. And it's wild. And it's not number one because I can't make it number one. Number one, the wildest moment of the 2021 NFL season is week 18, game 272. The Sunday night football game between the Chargers and the Raiders. And again, week 18, game 272. I have to say the week 18 part of it that led all the way up to it, the way that the Jaguars had to beat the Colts, and they did convincingly, the way that the Steelers needed to win, and they did so in overtime, extending Big Ben's career, unless the Chargers and Raiders finished in a tie, and that game went to overtime. Even though the Raiders were up by 12 at one point, you can't do the math very well to figure out how that would lead to a tie, but it did when the Raiders kicked a field goal, then it's 15. Then you've got two touchdowns and a two-point conversion, something that the Chargers complete with no time left on the clock after a 19-play drive. (laughs) Took just two minutes and six seconds of real game time clock, but almost a half an hour of real time. Steelers fans hanging in the balance, thinking that they can make the playoffs if there's no tie. There's not going to be a tie. And then it was almost a tie and a timeout that people think led to the field goal to not have a tie, even though that makes zero sense because if the Raiders were planning on taking a knee and they flipped a timeout and they ran it anyway, wouldn't they have just taken the knee after the timeout anyway and just taken a knee and no but they ran it we're planning on on having a run a, a, a kneel here no you called a timeout we're gonna run it now that makes zero sense if you're planning on kneeling before and then you just take the knee after the timeout that runs time off the clock to end the game craziness all of it nuts that's the craziest moment of 2021 because i you think we need one more oh sure all right we'll get one more. all right we'll do that oh because i just couldn't name antonio brown i couldn't have antonio brown be number one. Oh, right. all right i'll add this last one here and i didn't know where to fit it it was crazy but i just didn't think it made the top five it's the the, the monday night football game uh in week nine bears at steelers Bears have a chance to win this game. They get off the field, and the guy who helps them get off the field, Cassius Marsh, stares at the Steelers <laughs> bench, and God Tony Corrente 
the official who is now retiring, calls that taunting because he stood inside the numbers and stared at the bench of a team, by the way, that had cut him. And that was taunting. And we're going to actually continue a drive. We're actually going to call that. That's the stuff that we want to have called to affect a drive in a crucial Monday night football game with everybody watching. The fact that the league backed that play up is just as wild. After Karendi hip-checked him. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> that too. Nice. So that's your bonus wild moment a good list. for 2021. That's a good if list. I missed anything, you can call. Jeez. What a, what a year. That's it right there. What a year. So. Let's take a break. Ian Eagle, who's calling Patriots Bills 3 with our buddy Charles Davis. He also does play-by-play action for the Nets. His son does a great job for the Clippers. Yep. That's coming up. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partners? Sleep number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. 10 numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with our terrestrial radio outfit, all one big happy simulcast family. Love this guy, love his announcing, love everything about him. He calls games for the Brooklyn Nets uh, locally in the New York area and uh, great job on CBS and Westwood One Radio. He and uh, um, Charles Davis, just a great team, and they're calling Bills Patriots 3 on CBS this weekend. Ian Eagle back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Ian? Hey, Rich, congratulations on, to you. On what? I mean, this hosting the yes. Oscars gig <laughs> is huge. It's immense. You've yeah, got Crystal, yeah. you've got Rock, yep. Kimmel, yeah. DeGeneres, yes. Goldberg, 
Hope, Niven, Eisen. You forgot. Eisen. I think you forgot Franco. Uh, Franco. Right? Yeah, right. Away, yes, right. Yep. Martin Baldwin. I had a short in my list, Rich. We only have a certain amount of time. <laughs> I, I feel like this is kind of like uh, the NFL. You don't talk about Fight Club if you want to get in Fight Club, but I'm going the opposite approach. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm I'm I, I'm like Robert Hunt. You know what I mean? I'm like Robert you Hunt. Are. Like this may be there may be a flag like on the play, but I'm going to try and score. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I did call that game. You did, so right? Ross Tucker and I had that game on Thursday night, Miami, Baltimore. And Ross was laughing like a wounded hyena during the entire call. That's how giddy he was at what transpired with Robert Hunt making his way, instinctually grabbing the ball and going towards the end zone. It was tremendous. It was like the football version of Costanza trying to show up the day after he quit. You know, like it's like we all know in the room this can't be, but you're going to Why not? Right. Why not keep trying? That was incredible. No, it was, it was great. It, it was one of the wacky, oh. wacky plays of the year, and this uh, very unpredictable season that you've lived every pulsating moment <laughs> of. We we hit the postseason, yep. And now the question is: Does it go according to chalk, or do we still get some of this? unpredictable vibe that has permeated throughout the regular season into the playoffs. I agree. Uh, Ian Eagle, I agree. Uh, so you and Charles are set for Bills Patriots 3, correct? That yeah. I mean, not not the best sign that middle of the week, instead of the, the deep preparation that I normally put myself through, I'm Googling how to stay warm outside. <laughs> during sub-zero conditions. Like that, literally this morning, I woke up, I'm like, you know what? I need a game plan. And I got nothing, really, from the Internet. Like, cover every bit of your skin. Yep. Thanks. I, I kind of <laughs> knew that one. Like, I, I'm, honestly, I don't want to psych myself out. So I'm just going to go into it. I'm going I'm to go through my normal ritual, yes. my, normal, my normal physical and mental prep, and just, Hope for the best on well, the, Saturday night. There's many different things to go here, so I'll, I'll just go directly into it. So uh, now there's no choice for you to leave the window of the booth sh- shut? Yeah, no or, choice. Why? Because no there are monitors hanging out the edge of the window, or is this a pride thing? Is What is it? Uh, yeah, what I, is it? I would say it's it? 50-50. It's the logistics of it. You need the open window for wires, for monitors, mm-hmm. and then the other half that you just alluded to. Yeah, it's a pride thing. You can't be the guy 30 years from now when they say, oh, remember the coldest day for a football game since the ice bowl? You're like, I don't know. We, we closed the windows. I, I have no idea. <laughs> you can't. Why? What? It's self-preservation. Come you on. You can't, Rich. You can't. You Why? can't be that guy. I, I will do whatever I need to do to try to bundle up, but uh, I'm not going to be the guy that was toasty warm wearing a, a V-neck T-shirt during New England Buffalo because it got too hot in the boot. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw the last episode of Curb or if you've been up on it, but is this, is this like Larry David roping off his director's chair? Like you <laughs> like you would you would receive the scorn of everybody in the industry and they'd all look at you as the guy who shut the window? 
Is that yes, what you're saying? Ted Danson would lose all respect. For <laughs> I could never live with that on my conscience. It's like roping off the chair. You can't do that. Space eater, though, I am? Yeah, yeah. Can you space bring a space eater? Oh, no, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Kurt Warner's jacket. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't think Kurt's using it. Out. He's with me the in studio. Silver, yes. The silver puffer comes out. <laughs> yes. I will go full Michelin man. <laughs> yes. The jacket. There you go. Because Kurt, yeah. Kurt trended too. I don't know if that really matters to you, uh, oh, Ian. I saw it. No, I. You know? it matters. It matters a lot. <laughs> you kidding me? I, I want to be compared to a bite-sized Hershey's kiss during a national <laughs> broadcast of an NFL game. That's, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of reaction I'm looking for. No, I, I heard Space Eaters. That, that's okay. possible. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to look into whatever we need mm-hmm. to, to make sure we're comfortable during the game. The reality is this, this is a secondary story, Rich. Yes. I know some people want to make it the lead. <laughs> I'm not going to let it become the lead. It's a secondary narrative. <laughs> That's just you being the professional that you are. Uh, yeah. if, if I am not mistaken, you and Charles called the second part of this trilogy, correct? Did you call that? We game? did. Okay. Yeah, it was a, a masterful Josh Allen performance when he truly had command of the game. Mm-hmm. It just felt like from the word go, he was locked in on beating the New England Patriots that day and changing the perception of the way people viewed the AFC East this year. You know what the expectations were for Buffalo entering the season. This team was looking at a Super Bowl or bust mentality after what they did last year, AFC Championship game appearance, lost to Kansas City, same group back, felt like they were ready for an extended run. And they really struggled early in the season. And I think people then stopped paying attention to them for a while until they went back into the lab and got their – their whole game in order where now you look at it and say, wait, they can come out of the AFC. They're just as good as anybody else. They're probably the most balanced team in the AFC. If you go player for player and what they bring on the defensive end and the dynamic offensive skills that Allen brings to the table. So to me, this is a strange thing to say compared to where they were a year ago. Cause we had the, the, uh, playoff game last year, the wild card game against Indianapolis. Right. I actually think Buffalo is in a greater position this year huh. after having such a tremendous regular season last year, breaking through, winning the AFC East. I like their team more today than I did a year ago. Why? Why? I just think they're now prepared for it. They realize what goes into it. They've experienced some adversity. They've gotten through that period. I think they've exhaled a bit over what was, for a moment, uh, a stretch where they could have been the biggest underachievers in the NFL, and they, they got through it, and now they're better because of it. They've got more of a running game right now than they did a year ago. Devin Singletary has been a factor down the stretch he of the has. season. Their defense is tremendous. Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, that group has been Excellent. They lose a pro bowler in Tredavious White. They've lost nothing on the field somehow. That's not saying they're better because of it. They're not. But Dane Jackson has held down his spot. Levi Wallace has been excellent. Taron Johnson is very opportunistic and seems to have a nose for the ball. I just... I like their team. I like where they stand right now. Well, and then it's amazing how you could say that the Patriots are the less experienced 
right? I mean, certainly yeah. with that head coach who's been there and done that, uh, we don't need to go into Belichick's resume, clearly. But uh, when you spoke to Mac, did you get to speak to Mac Jones? Because I know that the Patriots have definitely not presented him to a lot of broadcasters. <laughs> did you get to? Did yeah, you, you did. We, we do talk to him okay. uh, each week. Our scheduled meeting is tomorrow. And okay. he's actually been very good in the meetings, I think. The Patriots, like a lot of teams with rookies that are in prominent roles, try to pick and choose their spots, and they're easing him into this position. He's got a lot on his plate. Yes, but I got to tell you, he's really likable when you talk to him. Oh, sure. Uh, he's yeah, he's he's got a really good way about him. He's highly competitive. He gets very very hard on himself when he makes mistakes. I think that's been out there as part of the scouting report. But good dude, likable dude. He's going to be doing this a, a long time in a prominent position with the Pats. Uh, we will talk to him tomorrow. Yeah, because, I mean, you, obviously, you know, that win streak that the Patriots went on, that seven-gamer that, that basically got him in the playoffs, um, yeah. and that the seventh consecutive win was the first visit that the Patriots made to Buffalo, and we all saw what happened on that Monday night game with the weather in which he only threw it three times. And then comes the bye week, and he has not been the same. I mean, at no. all. I mean, the Colts, he did have a terrific fourth quarter to make that a game on that Saturday night after the bye week. Then the second Buffalo game in which he really had a long afternoon. We can just yep. take the Jacksonville game and throw that one out, although the Colts would love to do the same with week 18. And then the game against Miami. So what what do you think is the concern? What were you hearing, I guess, a couple of weeks ago? What are you sensing prior to your conversation with him getting ready for the playoffs, Ian? Yeah, I think there's always a concern in terms of the, the rookie wall that takes place for a lot of these guys. I know he played at Alabama, which means you play in a whole bunch of games. He didn't start every year at Alabama. We know his story that he waited, he waited, he waited, he got his opportunity, Mm -hmm. obviously did a great job under Nick Saban. But for all of these rookies, when you get into December and now January, there's always going to be a concern that they just don't have as much gas in the tank. And the other part of the equation is pretty simple. There's more tape. There's more film on you. Defensive coordinators are really good in this league at picking out where you are susceptible and where they can expose you out on the field. And defensively, the Patriots haven't been very good in the last month, so that hasn't helped either. I think there were probably a couple of games in that seven-game winning streak where the defense was just so dominant. Mac didn't make any mistakes, and they walked out of places with a win. And it just gets coupled together when you rip off so many wins in a row. You just assume everything is clicking all at once. Not necessarily the case, but Rich, you know and I know that rookie quarterbacks in the NFL have Mm -hmm. had very limited success come playoff time. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't happen. Even the great ones struggle in those spots. Uh, The last three to win games in the NFL as a rookie in the playoffs, you've got Mark Sanchez, you've got Joe Flacco, you've got Ben Roethlisberger. No rookie QB has ever won a Super Bowl, and there's a reason behind it. It requires reps experience, life experience doing this job, and Mac is no different. You could say the same thing for first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs as well, and that's where Burrow and also Derek Carr fall uh, under that uh, umbrella. Jalen Hurts in the NFC, um, you know, uh, and and so on and so forth. Um, uh, Ian Eagle here on the Rich Eisen Show. 
Uh, before I let you go, uh, I just want to tap into your Nets world a little bit here. Why did the Nets eventually decide half of Kyrie is better than none after they said otherwise prior to the season? Right. Yeah, I think their decision was made when COVID hit the team and was hitting teams all around the league, and they looked at their roster and, and they said, okay, well, what are we doing here? We've got a Ferrari in the garage that we're not willing to drive even on a part-time basis. Do we need to reassess our stand on this? And they tried to look at it logically. They took the temperature of the team. I believe Kevin Durant was vociferous in his opinion that he wants Kyrie out there, even if it's on a part-time basis. And ultimately, that's something you have to consider. When your star player, the guy that you've built your team around in Kevin Durant, feels very strongly about something, you've got to listen as an owner, as uh, a GM, as a head coach. So I think there were a lot of factors that went into it, but the main one was the team is flawed and they believe that Kyrie would make them better. They're trying to figure out exactly how this is going to go. I think there's still a part of them that believes eventually he'll play in home games, but getting to that point, it's been a a very circuitous route to get there in the New York City mandates and then Kyrie's own personal beliefs. Right. So I, that, that, the way around it would be, I guess, what, for him to either take the shot or move to Pennsylvania and helicopter in? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, the second you know? part, trust me, they, uh, they were very much aware of. I think there's a faction within the team when the mandates came down initially, they read through them. And this is going back to late summer, August, September, before it was even public. Mm-hmm. It looked like there would be a loophole, a caveat that if you're not a New York City resident, this would not apply to you. Kyrie Irving lives in New Jersey. That is his state of residence. So there was a a short period of time where both the Nets and Kyrie and his people thought, okay, this doesn't apply to him. He's going to be fine. And then about seven or eight days after they got the initial paperwork, there was an addendum of some sort from the mayor's office saying, no, 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 no. That includes the tri-state, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. If you work in New York City, on a quote-unquote full-time basis. So uh, the goalpost definitely shifted from the initial contact, and I do think that's why the Nets and Kyrie thought this was going to be pretty much irrelevant when it first came down, at least behind the scenes. Ian Eagle, thank you for the time, sir. Greatly appreciate it. Um, As a thank you, because we always try to leave you better, Um, even though you can't see this, we have done this, and I will text it to you. Uh, The crack staff, to use the Marv phrase, um here at the rich eisen show have put your head on uh kurt warner's jacket <laughs> seamless it's not, well, it's not as bad <laughs> as you think it or might it? be um i'm just saying uh you should leave the door open a little bit here you know rich Yes. You're in contact with Kurt on a daily basis. I am. If sure. he's willing to send me the jacket, mm. I will wear it oh. as an homage. In addition, it's self-preservation. The thing looked warm as hell. It was <laughs> taking in whatever sunlight there was. Yes. It was 
It was beamed into the jacket <laughs> for extra warmth. So solar powered. I'm, it's a solar powered. Cool yes. Yeah. I, I'll go there. No. I, like, I don't care about being mocked. Electric blanket or maybe that Costanza Russian yeah, no. hat, like one of those. No, type that, that, that turned oh, out to be a rat, yeah. though. That, that was bad. <laughs> that turned out to be. We can't have that. But my concern, though, also, uh, Ian, for you, is um, does the CBS crest have to be stitched on it? Oh. Um, <laughs> no, at this stage. I think it's it's every man okay. woman for themselves. I'll wear a babushka. You want me to wear a babushka? <laughs> I'll wear a babushka. Whatever it what takes. You do? Whatever, Whatever it takes. Because you got to. It's all about bringing your A game. So branding, CBS branding, be darned. You got to be warm. I'm calling Kurt uh, during the commercial break. <laughs> Just donated Go. to science. Honestly, because I'm willing because he lives in Arizona. His I, I know his schedule. He's jacket. he's doing he's doing two studio shows here in Los Angeles, and then he's sticking around. He's doing the Westwood One broadcast of the Monday Night uh-huh. Game from SoFi. He does not need it over the next week. Taylor made this is this is set up for me. There it is. I don't I don't see any other purpose <laughs> other than going to the Smithsonian. <laughs> what else are you doing with that? Jacket? Canton, he Canton doesn't require it. Canton, that's where it's got to go. Okay, oh, yeah, that, of course. It may want it. How silly of me. Uh, and thanks for the call. You take care. All right, guys. All the best. Send me that pic. I need that. It's coming. It's coming. It's going up on Twitter right now. Well, I mean, I'll send it to you, too. You could use it for your own purposes. Do you take care? Uh, George Burns. That was the other host I was thinking of. In. In, man. Don't you know that the campaign has just begun for me to host the Oscars. It is I'm just pushing been... the East Coast. They're going to know about this. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ian Eagle, everybody, from uh, CBS. And uh, yes, as well. Okay, send me that photo. I have to send it to him. And I'm calling Kurt right now. Let's take a break. We'll be back on the Rich Eisen Show. Still to come, Ian O'Connor of the New York Post in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. NetSuite wants you to know that they are there for you for an upgrade right now with a one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. It's as simple as, the, as, as you trying to make a big putt and you know your sunglasses fall over your eyes, your hat falls over your eyes, you don't have the visibility. Poor visibility is, is maybe what's going on in your business because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you've got to just upgrade a NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to know grow uh, everything you need to know and everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash rich. Just go to netsuite.com slash rich for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash rich. I've just asked Kurt Warner to send the jacket. Yes. The text is in. Okay. We got dots yet? I have sent the photograph to Ian. He has sent it back saying, I'm hesitant to say this, but it looks fantastic. <laughs> it does look good. It doesn't picture look bad. The picture looks really good. I mean, it does. I mean. The picture looks You want to hit that with a retweet, Rich? Uh, sure, I'll hit that with a retweet. There it is. I mean, why would he not want to do that? That's all I'm saying. You know? So. And I appreciate him. Um, I appreciate him, Ian Eagle, coming on this show and um, saying that uh, he's all in on my campaign to host the Oscars. You know what that means? Momentum <laughs> is gathering. <laughs> oh boy, that's what it means. <laughs> if I say it, that's one thing. Another person says it. It's momentum. Balling. It's momentum. Balling. It's momentum. Now, the Oscars is not had a host for three straight years. Correct. And I said that when they first started the idea of not having a host, I was livid about it. You were not pleased. Again, when Warren Beatty read out the wrong name of the best picture winner, who cleaned up the moment in the moment? Jimmy Kimmel, a lead pipe wielding professional host. Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only <laughs> Now, a host can't stop that. <laughs> a host can't stop that. Can't stop that. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. Adele although, although, you know, uh, although uh, the right host might be able to you know, fly out into the uh, outer space and spin the, the globe like backwards Superman. and turn back time. That's right. Like Superman. Yeah. Again, I know the movies is what, basically what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. I know the movies. I know classics. I know the non-classics. And if anybody's out there sitting there thinking, well, Rich, okay, you know, uh, you're, you're not involved in the movie business. You're not a movie guy, right? And you're not somebody in the Oscars orbit. Just put it up on the screen. Put it up on the screen. Uh, 
I'm hanging out with Jodie Foster. She was on the show. <laughs> Two-time Oscar winner. The Accused, Silence of the Lambs. I saw them both. She lost for Nell. I saw Nell. I might have, uh, I'm, uh, you know, for Nell, I might have, you know, not rewound the tape when I handed it back to Blockbuster, but that might be a strike against me if when they're looking at me, you know, on occasion, I might not have been as kind to rewind. I don't know if they have your rewind stats. Do they have file. my, I don't know, is, you know I mean? is my Blockbuster video like a, uh, something that's on my permanent record, like my yeah. second grade teachers used to threaten me that this is going to yeah. go on your permanent record? I don't know. If and like trust a- me, I'm a 52-year-old man frightened that one day my permanent record from first grade is going to be brought up and held against me in my professional business. And again, that's all I'm saying is uh, I, I talk to Oscar winners like Jodie Foster. Black suit, black tie. I could do that. And, and on top, there she is winning an Oscar. And I've talked to her. So if this is like Kevin Bacon, I'm like one degree separate. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. You need a host. That's what I do for a living. Um, and I know movies. Have you ever done an award culture. show? Um, is that a game show? I, I once hosted the uh, 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 40 Under 40 uh, sports Business Journal Awards, where okay. they gave out uh, awards to uh, right. exec sports executives under the age of 40. That's something. Mm-hmm. I did that. I, you know what I did? When he talked about um, uh, winning the award for, it was like best individual something or other, I brought a bat out on the stage, and I did the the scene from The Untouchables. Oh, about, okay. About In- individual treatment. Yes, individual treatment. I, I brought an actual bat. <laughs> okay. So you bring props. I know I'm, movies, is what go. I'm saying. I know movies. I know movies. I know pop culture. I know how to host. I know how to entertain. You know some movies. I know a lot of movies. Trust me. Trust me. If I'm talking to the Academy and I'm like saying, you know, I've seen Nell, but I haven't seen The Last Boy Scout, I think I'm in okay shape. I don't know, man. More people I, I think have seen fine. The Last Boy Scout than Nell. I'm fine. mad about the Goonies thing. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I've seen Goonies. You actually have now. That's right. It took I, them how long? I, I can fill in the gaps. Whatever gaps might be, I can fill in the gaps. <laughs> I'm a gap filler and a host. 